radio show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, April 16, 2018, and as always, bringing you so much inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Well, ladies, I trust that you all had a fabulous weekend and that you also took some time to joy pamper yourself. Now, you know what I mean by joy pampering, right? It's when you do the small things that put a smile on your face, that give you satisfaction, that give you that warm, fuzzy feeling that, hey, everything is going to be all right. And, of course, we are all responsible for our own joy. Of course, there are things outside of ourselves that, that just bring us joy, right? Like seeing a child run around and play or seeing someone do a kind deed brings joy to us. But we also can provide ourselves with our own form of joy. So joy pampering is all about doing small things every day that really help you to center yourself, that help you to focus more on the good side of life rather than focusing on the crazy things that happen every now and then or throughout your day, right? And so joy pampering can be uh, reading a book for 15 minutes. It can be calling someone to say, I love you. It can be you taking care of yourself, you know, getting a facial, going to the It could be you doing an act of goodness, an act of kindness. So it's whatever you can do to bring joy to your own self and to keep a smile on your face or to give you that warm, fuzzy feeling that everything is going to be all right. I think the big thing about joy pampering is knowing that we all have the capability to do good deeds, to do, to do good things, even if it's for our own selves. And that's the beauty in joy pampering. So if you haven't, haven't joy pampered yourself, if you haven't given yourself that dose of joy that you need, make sure that you go ahead and get in the habit of doing that. Hey, speaking about habits, how about our book club book of the month like that we've had for January, February, and March. Of course, that was Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by no other than uh, fabulous spiritual woman, Joyce Meyer. That was one of the, I would have to say, that was one of the best books that I've ever read. And we had so many emails and feedback from many of our listeners in reference to how that book changing their lives, right? And so, again, I just want to let all of you know that this is definitely a book you want to add to your success library. Again, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. It's such an excellent book. Um, It is definitely worthy of being in your success library. I want to go ahead now and just talk a little bit about our our April theme. Um, It is, of course, Spring Your Business into Success. And again, you know, like like the rejuvenation of nature during springtime, it's a time to reflect back on your business for the first quarter and make corrections and enhancements to move your business forward in the areas of goals, marketing, more clients, customers, and profit. So last Monday, um, our hot topic was mastering goal setting as we focused on springing our businesses into success. 
And, of course, I went over the hierarchy system that I use for goal setting um, and in becoming a master of goal setting. And I talked about the importance of being the leader of your business and, and why that is that is a vital part of you creating your success for 2018. So you have to constantly have at the forefront of your mind the question, what can I do to improve my leadership? What can I do to be a better leader for my business? So very, very important. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous broadcast, uh, in reference to our April theme, Spring Your Business into Success, make sure you visit womenaboutbiz.net. Again, that's womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra dot net, N-E-T, and check out a podcast up in the top white menu bar. Just click on the word podcast, and there you will see our latest podcast in the right-hand column for um, the month of April. And as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. And so just going over the last three podcasts that we have had, or I should say the last two, we did Spring into Success, introducing our theme of the, uh, of the month, and then Mastering Goal Setting. And so today what we're going to be talking about, this is something I want you to make sure that you have your pen and notepad out because you are definitely going to get value from this. Uh, we're going to be talking about the importance of belief and how you can believe your way to success, right? How important is that? And so we're going to delve into um, embracing new beliefs for success why it's so important that you truly understand that what you believe is who you will become. And so we're going to delve into that today a little bit deep there, um, and I hope that you will get much value uh, from today's show. Uh, we're going to have five questions to generate cash in 2018, okay? And um, I know a lot of people have been sharing that they've been having some breakthroughs with the questions um, that they get to ask themselves from this. So I go over five questions uh, to generate cash every Monday. Same questions, but guess what? What you'll notice is that based on where you are in your business and what you're doing, you're going to have different answers. Nothing is ever going to stay the same. Definitely not, okay? And uh, I'm going to also go over, again, some Important points about the art of follow-up, because what I find is that when, you, when you're trying to be a good leader, when you need to be a good leader for your business, follow-up is just one of those things that's so vitally important. And I've talked about follow-up before, but I wanted to um, go back over that simply because for the whole month of April, we're talking about pushing your business to the next level, and it has everything to do with leadership, goal-setting, following up your belief system, it has everything to do with that. So I want to pull all of those things out and talk about them uh, throughout our shows for this month. So it's important that, you know, you go over and listen to um, each of the shows, even if you've listened to it live. Sometimes uh, when you listen at it again, you really will have some aha moments and really get what I'm trying to share, what I'm trying to relate to you. It's 12.08 after the hour, and for those 
of you that have just tuned in. You are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show, and I'm Trina Newby, your host and your, definitely your success coach, right? And so I want to go ahead right now, um, and I want to talk about the art of follow-up and why follow-up is so important. Um, you know, we can break things down and give them fancy words, but at the end of the day, following up and following through are two components that a good leader must have in her business, right? Um, I mean, you can go to all of the networking events. You can pass out all of the business cards. Um, you can make promises that you're going to send information about your, what you're offering or what have you. You can be very, very excited to talk with a prospective customer over the phone or in person. But the problem is is that if you don't follow up and follow through with them and send them the information that you promised, then the responsibility of losing that potential customer or client is on you. It's totally on you. And so, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that it's not all just about follow-up and following through, but it's about the overall system that you have designed for your business to work through. And what I have noticed a lot of um, is that business women, not all, but many business women have this tendency to pick and choose the good pieces that they want to use in their system. Um, or they don't even have a system. They just kind of choose the pieces of advice that they want to use from what they've read, what they've heard on the show, uh, what they've talked to other people about as far as running and operating a business instead of developing an overall system that your business is supposed to um, run on. And so when I talk about follow-up and follow-through, you need to know it's only a piece of the system, not all of the system. But what I wanted to remind you of as a leader, okay, is to remember that it's your responsibility to have a bird's-eye view of your business because it's when you, um, when you don't have a bird's-eye view. And for those of you that are going, huh, what's a bird's-eye view? It means that you need to be able to, like you're looking down on a map, you need to be able to see where everything is moving, how it's designed, and what it's doing. And when you don't have a bird's eye view as a leader, you are out of touch with your business. Now, for the sake of clarity, if you'll remember, I always talk about the three important roles that have to be played in your business in order for you to achieve maximum success. Those three roles are laborer, that's the role that does a lot of the heavy lifting, um, servicing the customer or making the product. Then there's the manager role, responsible for carrying out the vision of the, of the company, right, and also for supervising the labor role and making sure that labor, the, that labor role is doing what it's supposed to do. So that manager has a lot of responsibility, a lot of overseeing, right? So the manager is responsible for, for implementing the marketing, for overseeing the labor role, for um, making sure that the vision of the overall company is being carried out in the manager's role. And so, again, those are two pivotal, pivotal roles that must be played. But then we have this third role that I talk about that is the most important role, and that role 
is that of entrepreneur visionary. That's the CEO role, right? And so that role is the most important role of all three of those areas that have to be played out in your company. And none of those roles can be missing. So, like, for example, you say, well, Trina, I'm, an, I'm a solo entrepreneur. How in the world am I supposed to play all three of those roles? Well, guess what? The way you do it is that, first of all, you determine how much time you have to give to your business every single week. And that is so very, very important. If you haven't determined that, then what, what that means is that you don't have a regular work schedule for your company. And when you don't have a regular work schedule, that means you're being inconsistent with how you lead your business. And so you need to correct that right away. But when you have a work schedule and you say, well, I have 20 hours or 25 hours to give, then what happens is you have to determine based on the current need of your company, which is why a leader has to evaluate her company consistently um, and continually to determine what the current needs are. So once you determine what the current needs are, you then divide your time up amongst those three roles, laborer, manager, and entrepreneur, visionary. So let's say, for example, a startup business would probably be more heavier in the management and the entrepreneur, visionary part because then when you're starting a business, you're really um, having to use a lot of brain energy, brain power to think about the processes, the systems, how things are supposed to play out, how they're supposed to go. However, if you've been in business for, you know, two to three years, five years, um, then you, let's say if you, and I always like to use a gift basket business because it's an easy analogy, but if you're a gift basket business, um, then you're, you have to make the gift baskets, Right. So, but also marketing and making sure that people know that you provide gift baskets and getting the word out there is also important to you. So you may use more of your management role and your labor role together, but that doesn't mean that you should ignore the entrepreneur visionary role. It just means it gets a smaller percentage. So, again, when you're evaluating what you have to get done in your business, it's, it's important to look at those three roles and then look at what needs to get done, put all the things that need to get done in, the, in their perspective bucket, laborer, manager, entrepreneur, visionary, and then that helps you to determine what percentage of your work hours get to go to what role. And that's how you kind of handle it as a solo entrepreneur. Now, if you have staff members or if you have contracted help, such as uh, a couple of virtual assistants are helping you with different things, or uh, if there is, for example, if you are in direct sales or multi-level marketing um, and you are representing a product line, then the good thing is you don't have to make the product. You don't even have to process the all. You have to do is worry about the management and the entrepreneur visionary side. So then, of course, you divide your time up based on need for that. But let's say you do have to make the, pro- the, pro- uh, the product itself. Let's say you make beaded jewelry, you know, bracelets, necklaces, earrings. Um, and so much of your time has to be spent in the labor side making your product line. Um, and then you still are responsible for marketing, and you're still responsible for being that CEO, that ambassador, that visionary. So you have to determine which of those areas are needing the most of you, and then you have to contribute. But the thing that you should never, ever do 
is you should never have a zero in the entrepreneur visionary area. In other words, you must always spend some time in the entrepreneur visionary uh, area planning for your business, goal setting, uh, setting prices, making sure that your marketing strategy is indeed working. You always have to spend time in that area. Now, I just received a chat. Uh, from Terry out of New Jersey. Hey there, um, you are you're asking me a question. You're saying Trina, go back over the management role and what does the management role do? Okay, so Terry, and for all of you who are listening, the the let's just go over those three roles again for clarity's sake. Okay, so. Again, there are three roles that have to be played in every business, regardless of whether you're working solo or whether you have a staff or contracted helpers. Those three roles are laborer, um, manager, and entrepreneur visionary. So here are the examples. The labor role uh, is the role that makes the gadgets or takes care of a lot of the heavy lifting or provides the service to the end user. Okay, so that's the labor role. The manager role is responsible for carrying out the vision of the company, responsible for all things management. That could be bookkeeping. That could be maintaining the company website. That could be supervising the labor role, making sure things are there, ordering products, uh, ordering all of the uh, different components of the product that that are used to make it. Um, It could be anything that falls within management, you know. You've got to write articles for your company website. Well, the manager role might help to do that, right? So that's what the manager role does. And then the entrepreneur visionary role, that's the ambassador role of the company. That is the role of the CEO who sets the vision for the company, uh, takes care of the major strategy, planning, um, making sure that the company is making money, keeping eyes on the forecasts financially of the company, looking at how many customers are needed in order to meet certain sales goals, being the ambassador at networking events, speaking to groups, uh, coming up with new pricing structures, new products, new services, based on demand, based on needs. So that kind of gives you an idea of what those three roles are all about, what those three roles do, okay? So, again, I made a suggestion because many of you who are listening, listening, I think the majority the, um, are solo entrepreneurs. And so I suggested that you look at the number of hours you are contributing to your company each week and divide those hours up based on the area of need of your business. But that one thing you should not do and that is you should not have a zero in the area of entrepreneur visionary. And see, what normally happens is that um, the entrepreneur visionary role always comes to play a lot of times when uh, owners of companies are not paying attention to those three roles. And then uh, the company isn't being properly marketed or you're losing money or all of a sudden a product isn't being sold or everything is silent and nobody is inquiring about your products or services, you're not getting any leads or prospects, then guess what? Oftentimes we'll then out of an urgency or out of an emergency, we'll want to go ahead and jump into the entrepreneur visionary role, which means that we really are not in touch with what's going on in the company. We don't have, as I said, a bird's eye view of the company overall. And that's not what you want. 
um, when you are a good leader, you have a bird's eye view of your company, and you have clarity, and you know what's supposed to be going on in your company. Now, I went all around the mulberry bush, but let's get back to the art of follow-up. So with with the follow-up system, what you need to understand is that it is not going to happen by osmosis. You have to purposely follow up, and you need to understand that as the leader of your company, follow-up always falls with you being responsible party. So you can't give your phone number or hand out a postcard to somebody and then sit there and wait on them to call. That's a gross misuse of your time. No, what you're supposed to do is make sure that you get a name, an email, and a phone number for every person that you you come in contact with, and then you're responsible for putting them in a system where you can actually follow up with them, okay? So I want to give you these few tips on following up and following through. First of all, you got to have a system. And in order to develop a system, you need to ask yourself, What happens from the very first time I meet somebody and share with them my business, whether it's over social media, over the telephone, or in person, what is my follow-up system? What's supposed to happen until the close of business? Now, from the time you initially contact that person or have connection until the close of of a business deal, there are several things that could be going on in between there. You could be scheduling an appointment for a presentation, or you could be sending them a video, um, or you could be scheduling a conference call with them or sending them a series of emails. So there are some things that are supposed to be happening with your follow-up process. Exactly what is that, okay? Very, very important. The next thing is once you evaluate what's supposed to be happening, and and mind you, it's normally going to be based on your business industry, so it's important for you to know what's the normal process in my industry, what do I see some of the top companies in my industry doing, because that's going to save you time and shorten your learning curve, okay? So once you've come up with a system um, and you say, okay, I want to have – seven to 14 touches with an individual um, to make sure that they know that I am interested in them being my customer or interested in them being my client, it's going to be very, very important that you know if you're going to touch them seven times or 14 times, then each of those times has to have a technique that you're using, whether it's an email that's supposed to be sent out to them, a handwritten letter, a phone call, a link to a video, a free gift, a free uh, sample, whatever that's supposed to be, you have to have that actually figured out. And then you have to follow through with it. And what I've recognized is that a lot of the times people have attitudes when call them back or when people don't respond to them timely when they sent them something. But what you really need to understand is that, for the most part, people are not doing that on purpose. You need to understand that we're living in our 21st century of a busy world, okay? And you can imagine how many, uh, just how many emails they're getting every day, just how many things are happening in their lives every day, how many people, how many products they're being exposed to. So you can imagine that you're in competition with all of that. 
So it's not that they're purposely not getting back with you. So this is why most experts say where it used to take seven times to touch a person to connect with them, now it could be anywhere between seven to 14 touches. Okay, and when I say the word touch, I'm not talking about physical touch. I'm talking about 14, 7 to 14 techniques that you're using to stay in front of someone to make sure that they know that you want to provide them with your service or your product. And then, of course, you have to use techniques that are going to um, attract them to what it is that you have to offer, okay? And so that's going to be very, very important. And so, again, following through is sometimes the harder part because you feel good that you followed up and you've sent an email and say, hi, how are you doing? Um, and you've said, you know, you've given them a little tidbit on your service or your product. You say, click here to order now, and guess what? Nothing happens. So you give up. No, that's not what's supposed to happen. Is You're supposed to keep moving forward and sending them a second email or calling them or whatever is in your system until you get a desired result. And so you need to have a rule, um, and the rule of thumb should be after I have connected with this individual, tried to connect with this individual X number of times, and of course, put the number in there in replace of the X, but after I've connected with them X number of times, then I will go ahead and just move them to my general contact list, which receives an email from me every 14 to 21 days, for example. So that's what you have to do, right? So you always want to segment the people that you want to follow up with. You want to segment them into a group. Okay, and after you've touched them so many times, based on your rule of follow-up and follow-through, if you get absolutely zero results with that, then you're going to move them on into your general group. And so you're not dropping them. It's just that you're no longer going to have them in that follow-up system because based on your rule of whatever many times you've said, they, they have not given you a response and you feel that you have did your due diligence in trying to connect with that individual. And even then, and even then, you're going to continue, continue to have some type of relationship where you are communicating with them at least every 14 to 21 days in a general email or a general e-newsletter that you send out, right? Very, very important. So I just wanted to remind all of you in reference to the follow-up um, process is that follow-up is in the hand of the beholder. Once you connect with someone and, and it's something that you want from them, it's always your responsibility to follow up and follow through to the end result, right? Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead right now, and we're going to move right into our five questions to generate cash in 2018, and then we're going to come back around with our hot topic of the day, embracing new beliefs uh, for success. So we're going to come around to that, and then we'll be ending the show. So let's talk about the five questions to generate cash in 2018. These questions you can ask of yourself as often as you need to, right, to produce results in, in your business life, right? And 
I want to remind all of you that as you ask yourself these questions, there may be one, two, three-part answers that you have, and there may be some research that you have to end up doing in order to properly answer these questions. And some of the answers that you give may cause you to have to create and restructure your systems or your workflow. So you should understand and know that. So let's go ahead and start with question number one in the five questions to generate cash in 2018. Number one, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or month? Again, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or this month? You know, um, marketing and sales are two different techniques in business However, that one can't do without the other. In order to have sales, you must market. In order, and when you market, you're marketing to attract people to make a sale, right? So they, they really work hand in hand. Of course, all of this should be worked out in a marketing and sales plan or system that you have developed for yourself. You have to ask yourself, how am I going to generate leads? How am I going to attract people to what I have to offer and what marketing techniques am I going to use, what's best for the industry that I am currently in. And so, again, you have to look at out of all the things you've used, what's working so far. And so you kind of have to go through a process of elimination to get down to what are you doing to contribute to your sales goals. How is it working for you? And if it's not working, what do you need to do? So, again, some of these questions, you know, will cause you to have a multi-part answer. Here's question number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Again, am I consistent? Um, that, that is key in implementing my marketing system. Well, it is a known fact that you can have the best marketing plan in the world that's working for a lot of other businesses that are doing your exact same thing. But if you're not having results, it could be because you're not being consistent with implementing the system that you already have in place. So you need to double check. You need to go back over your workflow. You need to go back over your system. And then you need to honestly answer the question. Um, and some of you, you, you have to really – Ask yourself a sub-question to this, which is, do I even have a marketing system? Do I even have a marketing plan in place, right? And then you need to answer and act on, on that answer. Here's number three. Have I identified a minimum, and I mean a minimum, of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my services or my products? Okay, the system with this is very simple. Each, each previous week, you should have identified people through social media, people from networking events that you've attended, people that have referred others to you. You should have identified people uh, and listed out their names and phone numbers and scheduled a connection call with them for the next week, okay, so that you can talk with them um, and that you can establish rapport and that you can then look at how you can service them with your product or your service. Um, this has to be consistently done, and what I find out is that with most solo entrepreneurs, word of mouth is going to always be like the, one of the number one things that help you to draw leads into your business and close the sale. So this is something that you can't do without. This, this works right into those three roles that I was telling you about, labor manager, entrepreneur, visionary. 
you know, sometimes if you've got to call people, if you've got to, um, you know, market to people, that's the manager role in many instances. So that means that a lot of your hours sometimes have to be contributed to the management side, right? Uh, very, very important. Let's take a look at number four. Number four, the question is, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Well, this could be a sub-question to a much larger question, which is, what are the business goals that I need to accomplish for this year or within the next six months? And usually when you break those down into quarters, months, and weeks, you have clarity on what needs to happen and you know that you are working towards something. It's when you don't know what you're working towards that you begin to lose focus and lose clarity, and you begin to have what I call the octopus syndrome, which is you're reaching for anything and everything trying to get results because you really have never laid out a blueprint or a map of what you want to accomplish for the year for the, or for at least the next six months. Okay, so again, this is another one of those questions that may cause you to have an aha moment to go back and establish a better system of setting your goals, right? Here's question number five. Last but not least, in the five questions to generate cash, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Now, last Monday, <clears throat> I mentioned to many of you that if you have not developed a position description for the leadership role in your business as the CEO, shame on you because this will help you to really clear up a lot of confusion about what you should be doing every day, day in and day out, in the operation of your company. And so if you have not done so, I want you to mark it on your calendar this week to develop a position description for yourself. Just imagine if you were um, writing a job description to replace yourself as the leader in your company, and you had several different reports that you were expecting that person to provide to you. Um, you had several things that they needed to oversee. Just think about what you would be um, instructing them to do, because whatever that is for right now, that's what you should be doing. Okay, and so many times as women, we get ourselves caught up into the labor role because we're used to being nurturers, we're used to um, catering to others, we're used to putting ourselves second, we're so used to the labor role because it makes us feel like we're doing something, that we're busy, right? But in the world of business, that is just not going to cut it. We have got to start stepping up into uh, the role as the CEO, as the entrepreneur. We've got to accept that responsibility because at the end of the day, ladies, that's what's going to lead you into success and help make you some money in 2018. And if you want to know why you haven't made money, why things aren't going your way, well, it's because you're not embracing your leadership ability, your leadership role, and that's what you need to have. So there you have it, five questions to generate cash in 2018. Remember, you have the power to create your streams of abundance, and it all begins with you, my friend, you taking swift and immediate action on your dreams and goals. For those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. Me, Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, we've been having 
packed boards for, oh, my goodness, since the beginning uh, of, of the new year in 2018. And so please know, ladies, that if you refer people to the show and they call in and say there's no available wine, you know, make sure you let them know that they can listen live uh, to the live stream of the show by going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio spelled all together blogtalkradio.com forward slash successful woman radio spelled all together you can pop that link into um, your social media posts you can pop it into a quick text and send it and it'll go right to the show and they can listen to the live stream if they can't get through on the phone because I see right now that the board is completely full and again uh, I am so blessed. How about that? That we have a show that is in great demand um, for business women. And I'm so, so very, very excited that all of you um, are listening to the show. Um, I want to just make a couple of announcements right now as it pertains to one of our new programs that we have actually we are relaunching it and making it even better and even bigger and I'm so very very excited about that and I'm talking about no other than lifestyle for her again lifestyle for her um I am I am just amazed at what is actually happening with uh, this business opportunity that we've created. So uh, long story short, Women About Biz has had an affiliate system for those of you that have wanted to refer other women and make some additional streams of income. Uh, we've always had an affiliate system for those of you who were gold members at Women About Biz. So, you know, what we have done, however, is We've gone back and we've taken a look at what is it that women want the most. What have people been asking for? Uh, what has been going on and happening with so many emails that we receive from women saying they're not making enough money, they're having problems finding a business loan, they can't find um, a way to bring in supplemental income to, to financially support the business they have. We've had women talk about the fact that they're going to have to get a part-time job simply because they uh, are not able to make ends meet with their own business. And so... Um, as always, many of you or most of you who have long-time listeners know that I'm a very spiritual person. I love God uh, to pieces. I love him. I, I love the fact that he has given us such incredible power to do great things here on this earth. And so um, once again, Spirit gave me a gift. Uh, to understand how I needed to improve our affiliate system and what we needed to do. With that said, we have made our affiliate system into a complete and separate business opportunity for women, and we call it Lifestyle for Her. And here's why. Because we believe that women shouldn't have to wait 10, 20, or 30 years to have the lifestyle that they want. We believe that all women should have the lifestyle that they want now, that they should be able to plan for that lifestyle, and that they should be able to help one another in creating that lifestyle. And so with that said, Lifestyle for Her is an exciting spiritual life and wealth enhancement program that provides you with life enrichment courses, 
um, daily motivational text messages, weekly motivation podcasts. Uh, we provide you with quarterly lifestyle planning worksheets and so many other things. And, of course, through this business opportunity and service, we'll be having lifestyle for her retreats, conferences, and so many other things. Now, the women that share the lifestyle for her opportunity are called lifestyle ambassadors. This means that you want the opportunity to empower other women with the ability to create an incredible lifestyle for themselves and to do it now. Now, here's the beautiful thing. As a lifestyle ambassador, you actually get the opportunity to explode your income in a very easy manner. Um, when you share lifestyle for her with other women through using our quick 90-day commission program, we're going to help you earn residually every single month $5,000 or more. You heard it, $5,000 or more. Now, this is a full-blown business opportunity. So it's great for people who are looking for uh, a new business to start, but they don't have a whole lot of time. It's great for those of you who are looking for supplemental income, something that's going to bring in ready-made cash for your business, but at the same time, you need to focus on your business. So this is a great opportunity for those individuals. And this is a great opportunity for women who are in great financial need. Uh, maybe they have small children and can't uh, work another part-time job. Maybe they have just retired and they need something to supplement their income. So lifestyle for her is exactly the answer. And again, we've developed a quick start 90-day system that in 90 days will help you start generating uh, an income of $5,000 or more. Is that incredible or what? So check this out. Lifestyle for Her launches on May 1st. We're so excited about it. We already have hundreds of women that have pre-signed up as founding ambassadors, and we want to invite you to do the same thing. So I'm going to give you the secret page to learn all about this program and to go ahead in the right-hand column and sign up as a founding ambassador, okay? So here's how you do it. You go to Women About biz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net forward slash lifestyle dash four, that's spelled F-O-R dash her, H-E-R. Again, that's womenaboutbiz.net forward slash lifestyle dash F-O-R four dash her. Lifestyle for her, and there's a hyphen or a dash in between all three of those words Lifestyle for her, womenaboutbiz.net, lifestyle-4-there. That's our secret page because we have not released this system yet. It's coming out on May 1st. Go and take a look at all of this information and how this can do some incredible things in your life. And listen, I'm telling you, this is about women living their best lives now. This is about not having to wait for some golden age of retirement for you to live the life that you want to live now. This is about you bringing good finances into your life now. This is about you having the joy now. And if you believe in that, and if you believe that as women we have the power to help each other, then please visit womenaboutbiz.net forward slash lifestyle dash four, and that's F-O-R dash her. 
and you will learn all about the program. Go ahead and sign up in the right-hand column to be a founding ambassador. And, of course, there's going to be some great perks for all of our founding ambassadors. We're very, very excited about this program, and we are already 349 people into uh, the system of Lifestyle for Her, and we haven't even launched it yet. How about that? So we're very, very grateful. And when you know something is needed and it's going to work, um, you don't have to do a whole lot. God is already doing the multiplying for us with this. And so, again, I'm just excited that he's using me as a catalyst to spark this incredible uh, movement where not only are we going to be helping women to enhance their lifestyle and help them to plan out their lifestyles, but we are also helping them financially as well. And so I'm very, very grateful. And lastly, again, it's womenaboutbiz.net forward slash lifestyle for her. And there's a hyphen in between all three of those words, lifestyle-for-her. And you'll get to the uh, secret page on the site where you can learn ahead of time all about this fabulous new business opportunity that we have for women. I hope that you'll join me um, in empowering other women and empowering yourself. Now let's go ahead and move on with the hot topic of today, and that is embracing new beliefs for success. I want to start off right now with just talking about what a belief really is, okay? And why so important that you know that you're in control completely as to how you believe what you perceive. And a lot of the things that are either holding you back or pushing you forward have to do with what you perceived or believed as a child and in your earlier life. And you formed uh, certain beliefs about things based on those experiences, right? Uh, but I want to go back over this because what I'm realizing is that many people aren't having breakthroughs in their businesses. They're not seeing financial success because they don't believe they deserve success. They don't believe that success is theirs. They don't believe that they were meant to have money, okay, which is why you can give a person a million dollars. And if they don't believe they should have money, that million dollars will run through their hands uh, in less than um, 30 days, right, because they don't know how to hold on to it. But what I want you to do, ladies, is that I want you to hold on to success and not only hold on to it, I want you to know how to create it over and over and over again. So let's start off by, by defining what a belief really is. So a belief is something you consider to be true, okay? It doesn't have to be true. You cannot decide to believe one thing this week and another opposing thing the next week. You might think you can, but it really just doesn't work like that, right? You know, I read recently that baby surface elephants are tied to a strong metal post with a heavy chain because they will try to escape and it's spend a lot of energy on pulling at their tether. After some time, they accept that they will not be able to escape, so they stop pulling. The adult elephants are unable to do so, and so the light tethering works as a kind of symbol of their bondage. It is clear that whether your beliefs are true or not is, is irrelevant. What matters is what you regard to be true, right? And so... Again, again, 
um, I first read about this through the website. Um, I want to give credit. I read about this through the website called PickTheBrain.com, okay? And I read this incredible article about beliefs and why it's so very, very important that you understand is that you are who you believe that you are. You are who you say you are. No matter no no matter what other people tell you and how many compliments you get or what have you, if you don't believe it, then you are not that person, right? I have I have um coached a lot of women, and when I tell them you need to brand yourself personally, you need to put yourself out there in the front, you need to let people know about the good deeds that you do, about the things that are happening, a lot of them say to me, I can't brag on myself, I can't do that, because when I was a child, I was taught, don't brag on yourself, don't boast, don't do this or don't do that, let other people do the bragging for you, but you know, there's some time when you need to shout to the world I'm here and this is what I've done. This is what I've accomplished and this is how I can help you because of those things. But you got to hang up because you don't want to let people know that you've helped this many people or that you did that. Then guess what? Then you're holding yourself back because the very belief that you have that you shouldn't brag on yourself is causing you not to bring yourself and not to put yourself out there in front, right? So people believe all sorts of things for all sorts of reasons, and some beliefs are trivial while others are very important, right? But there are some things that remain true, some things that we really should take a look at two things, uh, as a matter of fact. Number one, our underlying beliefs operate at a deep subconscious level, okay? And you guys uh, who are long-time listeners have heard me talk about this subconscious mind. And as a matter of fact, we're developing a whole course uh, on the subconscious mind for our Lifestyle for Her members. And um, what you need to understand is that, the subconscious mind controls 95% of everything about you, from your breathing system to your circulatory system, your organs, your function, your, the way you function daily to your habits and your beliefs, okay? And so a lot of your underlying beliefs operate at a deep subconscious level. That means that they have been programmed into you early on um, through childhood. And then number two, these underlying beliefs affect what you experience in your life, including your level of success or failure or anything that you touch. And you have to understand this, right? And so, ladies, I'm here to tell you, my sisters, if you plan on being successful in 2018, and if you want to see multiple zeros behind numbers in your checking account, then you have got to change your beliefs. You've got to develop factual beliefs that are going to support what it is that you want out of life, 
okay? So you've got to get rid of beliefs that have not helped you in your life, that have did nothing but wreak havoc in your life. There are people because they, you know, because their mothers took them to church every single Sunday, and, and the church happened to be a church where the preacher was always preaching that he was driving a Cadillac and driving and living in a nice big home, but he was always preaching that money was evil, right? He was always teaching that, um, that, that it's a blessing to be poor, and he was always teaching but put money in the Sunday plate, right? Okay, so as a child, now you're growing up and you're thinking, I just want enough because I hear this a lot. And I know that that thought is coming from somewhere. But I hear a lot of women say, I just want enough money. I just want enough money to pay my bills and to do a few things. Um, I just want enough. Well, honey, let me tell you, I want what God promised me. I want it pushed down, running over Okay, because he told me that abundance is mine. And so you have to have the belief, though you have to believe that. Do you believe that abundance is yours? You see, because there is something, there is something holding you back from from accomplishing the success that you deserve to have in your business. And, yes, I say deserve. Deserve means that it's yours. It's already yours for the taking, it belongs to you. Nobody else can claim it. Nobody. Even if you were to leave this side of life today, nobody can come behind you and claim what is already already yours because God has already deemed it for you, right? And so you need to understand that there may be beliefs that you have that are holding you back, beliefs that are not even true. They're not true. But you have taken them as true because it has been ingrained in your subconscious mind as a habit to believe that way, okay? So there has to be some deprogramming. You have to create new beliefs in order to accomplish your goals and in order to have the success that you want in your business. Very, very important. So how do you change your beliefs? How do you begin to change your life? Well, you do it by doing this. Number one, you basically identify the limiting beliefs that you have, okay? You really have to get in a quiet place, and you really have to say, girl, why are you not accomplishing the financial success that you've mapped out for yourself? You believe in the product or you believe in the service. What is, what, uh, what is it that you believe that might be holding you back from accomplishing it? You know, for some people, it could be that you're supposed to go and speak in front of crowds or you're supposed to um, do a lot of one-on-one conversations and you have a fear of speaking with people or a fear of speaking in front of folks because of an experience that is now ingrained as a belief and habit that you need to eliminate. So you need to identify any belief that could be limiting you, okay? Here's the second thing. You need to cast a belief that is limiting you in a different way. If you feel, for example, that you don't have control 
over your life, then turn that belief around by, by changing the words and saying, I am in control, and I consciously orchestrate my life's experience. Turn the belief around, okay? Um, and then the third thing is look around for evidence of your new belief. You know, what belief do you need to have to start generating a six-figure income? It might be multiple beliefs that you need to have, right? When I look at my beliefs, I believe that I can do all things. I believe that money is not, um, is not something that creates itself. I believe that I create money, and I create the opportunities that develop the money, right? I believe that, that abundance is mine, running down, shaking together, falling over. I believe that with all of my heart, and I believe that I am successful already in all that I do and all that I touch my hands on. Amen? And so you have to have a belief. Now, not only do you have to have new beliefs, okay, not only do you have to have new beliefs, but you must be able to prove that you believe and you are accepting these new beliefs by taking action. So, see, action, what I have learned is that action catalyst that helps you to prove that you do believe. See, it's more when you say you believe that you can be a millionaire, when you say you believe you can generate six figures, then do it. Generate six figures. Become a millionaire. The proof is in the action, right? The proof is in the action because action is always uh, your internal way of proving to your subconscious mind that I reject any limiting belief that I might have in my body, in my mind. I reject any limiting belief, and I believe that I can do all things for me through Christ who strengthens me. I believe I can do all things. And so belief is so important, and Belief has everything to do with leadership. Do you understand what I'm saying? Belief has everything to do with leadership because when you believe that you can lead your business to success, when you believe that, then you take on the role as the CEO. You look at yourself differently. You say to yourself, well, you know what? I can't keep doing all of these social posts. I can't keep... Um, being the only one that's writing all of these articles, or I can't be the only one that keeps uh, making all of these calls. I can't be the only one that keeps doing all of this stuff. I am a leader. God created me to be a leader, and therefore I'm going to figure out a way to develop a power team of people. Trina, Trina already told me you don't need money to develop a power, uh, a power team. You need ingenuity. You need to step outside of the box. You need to figure out a way to do that. And so I'm here to tell you today, my sisters, I'm here to tell you today for you to start believing that you deserve success. It's time for you to start eliminating limiting beliefs Okay, it's time for you to start eliminating limiting beliefs, and it's time for you to start developing positive beliefs that are going to create success in your life. And the only way you can do that, okay, the only way you can do that is that you've got to get some quiet time. You've got to dig deep beneath the surface, and you've got to, number one, identify the limiting beliefs so you can start eliminating them. Number two, 
cast the beliefs, those limiting beliefs in a different way, and then number three, start looking around yourself for evidence of new beliefs. Start knowing that you were created for more than just failure. Start knowing that you were created to be a successful woman. And if you're listening to this call today, you need to know and understand that this message was meant just for you. It was meant for you. And I am so glad that you were on the show today. Know that I love you with the love of God. I may not know you, but know that I wish all of the abundance for you, the wealth for you, financially and spiritually and mentally. I want you to live your lifestyle now, and I want you to be successful. So it's time for you to eliminate those limiting beliefs and be the successful woman that you know you need to be. That's all I have for today. Don't forget to visit womenaboutbiz.net forward slash lifestyle dash for dash her. Don't forget to visit and go ahead and sign up as a founding ambassador. Love you all. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.